Tiketi Tech Talks, tech podcast from folks at Ticket.com, who have built highly complex and scalable platforms in their lives and are now transforming tech at Ticket.com. Follow to make sure you do not miss out on key lessons from the masters. So fasten your seatbelts and enjoy the ride to Andromeda. Welcome, welcome to the Tiketi Tech Talk. So, my name is Irfan Bastian Arif, and I am the host for today. I am the AVP of Data Science from Tiketi.com, and also the 2020 Innovation and Entrepreneurship Award. I also the creator of RUP and Dahok Machine Learning Algorithms. Today, we will talking a lot of things about technology. So, what is uh, this Tech Talk? I believe that Ticket is going a big major transformation. There will be a lot of really really cool technology from the front end, back end, application, web, data, and so on and so on. And yes, under this startup, we want to invite all the leadership in the technology do- domain to share their knowledge, to share their vision, and to see how can they build this one. It will be a journey, and then hopefully with this sharing and learning. We spread the word to the larger community. We want to giving back to the ecosystem. For this first episode, there's two special speakers. The first one is Mr. Sanjay Singh. Thank you, thank you, Irfan. Thank you, thank you. Very excited to be part of this show. Thank you for inviting. So this Sanjay is amazing. He has a a big high octane entrepreneurial product engineering professional. Now he is captaining. Uh, ticket as the CTO and also doing a lot of things regarding the tech and product transformation. So there's cannot wait to listen to a lot of story from Sanjay. Before in Ticket, he was the leader in the PTN group for the technology and product area, and also he used to be uh, a startup founder of the QRQL called CoreQL, and those uh, in the domain of the healthcare startup. Sanjay also a good medalist with a master in computer science and bachelor of electronic and communication from IIT Rookie. Sanjay, do you want to introduce yourself? If I'm missing something? No, I think I think you've done a good job. I'll just say that few things. Um, so I've a lot of experience. Uh, I'm basically been uh, entrepreneurial person. Right from the very beginning of my career, I always kind of gravitated away from corporate jobs to mostly startup jobs. So I always kind of joined companies uh, where the number of people were not that high, and the focus was on building core technology. So if you look at my journey, you know we kind of done some really interesting stuff, right? At at one one time in mid '90s, we were trying to experiment and build an app kind of an ecosystem, which eventually came in 2007-8 when Apple introduced iPhone and eventually Android followed up. We were trying to do something very similar in mid '90s when there were no wireless networks, the hardware was not that strong in terms of their 
capacity, etc. All my life, I have always been associated with startups, many of them in the West from US, trying to kind of build engineering capability in India, engineering and product capability in India. And during that ride, kind of learned a lot of interesting lessons, worked in several domains, uh, telecom, uh, multimedia, internet companies, and ran my own startup, became a big fan of big data. And, and I love transforming, you know, you know, technology companies. So I'm here at Ticket, very excited. And we'll talk, I'll share a lot. Uh, the essential idea that I think Irfan, you touched upon is really very noble, which is when you learn a lot of things, right? You learn it from your peers, from your people who are ahead of you. And it is your duty that you give it back to the community. So people, the mistakes you have made, uh, the, the things that you've learned the hard way, if you share that with a larger audience, especially in a growing startup ecosystem like Indonesia, maybe the other startups would pick up those ideas and they don't have to go through that struggle. The whole open source movement came from that. And I would like to you know, take this time to kind of contribute back to startup ecosystem, especially, especially in Indonesia. So that's, that's what I have to just say. Wow, wow. Such an amazing and visionary one. Like 1990s, like when, when I didn't realize there is a smartphone and everything, and Sanjay already think about those kind of things in what Apple and uh, Android now, now has been doing. And then uh, the second speaker is also special. Our uh, VP of Engineering for Application, Inderjit Sharma. He used to be the general manager of Paytm, which is the largest startup in India. And before that, He was the senior lead engineer in Airtel XLab, also the co-founder of Vesica PCs. Inderjit used to study from the computer science engineer in HCTM Katal. So, yes, welcome Inderjit. Do you want to add yourself something that I'm missing out maybe? Yeah, I think you more or less have covered uh, most of the things, but would like to add again, like... like uh... Uh, my major uh, work work experience area is around uh, core technology implementation and solutionings, right? Uh, and like like Sanjay said, right? He he was being trying something on apps uh, in, in an era where when uh, nobody knows about it, there was no smartphones and all. So even 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 the same journey I have also gone through uh, in video and audio technologies, right? So. Uh, whenever uh, there was no live streaming, no uh, no video calling solutions at that time, so we were working on that, making and bringing a lot of differences to the uh, our our a lot of customers which wanted to speak and saw each other uh, over the call. So yeah, I have also gone through that journey, and I think uh, that was very uh, uh, very very exciting, uh, and I I definitely uh, always try to talk about it, always try to like think about it that that's my from my heart wow <laughs> great great with those uh, sanjay and indrajit background i think i can give the title of this version one tech talk the science behind building a magical app because i think like, both of you are really fluent in the application and technology as well and i think we'll, it will be a very fascinating journey and discussion about this one okay so Yes, yes. I think with all of your background, it will be an amazing discussion. So now let's focus on the app. Maybe the question, this is for Sanjay. Like, yes, technology and digital 
touching a lot of things. But why should we focus on building an app? Why don't we do other things? Very important question. I think many companies miss this. Any company which is, whether it is e-commerce, uh, ride-hailing, or you know, uh, OTW, OTA like Ticket, most companies are basically selling their product and services through an app, right? Um, yes. People consume your, consume your product and services through an app. They can also consume from web and, 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 and web, but typically apps are kind of taking over more than 90 plus percent uh, of the digital consumption is happening on apps. So if you, even if you have the best product, think about this. You may be making the best nasi gura. You may be having the best satay in your kitchen. But if the access to your restaurant is such a complicated thing that, you know, people have to wait, people have to kind of do in terms of access, you will, it will be very hard for you to make a successful business out of selling the best satay that exists or the best nasi quran that exists, right? It's not that the product is bad. It's because people have a hard time reaching there. People cannot consume that. They have to wait a lot. Now, you might survive this uh, if you are the only nasi quran shop in the town and people will do whatever because they would love to kind of eat nasi quran. But typically, this is how not the business works. Some other stores will pop up people will start making sacrifices. People will go for a lesser nasi guran if the access is sorted. So to me, the very important part for any digital distribution company or any company which is where the consumers are consuming the product digitally, that if their app is not sorted, it's a matter of time before they become history. The second key part is that human brain is being trained by very, very, you know, uh, top end applications being built by, you know, really good companies, TikToks of the world, you, you know, uh, Amazon um, and, and Apple's and a lot of companies, uh, Uber, etc., are building extremely sophisticated, hardcore tech focused apps. And human brain is getting trained by those applications. Yep, that's, that's a very interesting one. And yes, I'm very excited now because we have the reason why. Now, let's move to the what. Because like we have the master of the apps here as well in Inderjit. Like I just want to know uh, what makes not only a good app, but a great app. What do you think, Inderjit, about this one? I think uh, uh, if you talk about a great app, uh, it's not just one thing that, that we should think of, uh, like a good look and feel of the app, right? So it actually uh, embeds a lot of other other hard work and a lot of other uh, tech excellences being part of it, which makes it a great app, right? So first of all, I think uh, any app can be a great app in, in case it is solving one of the real life problem that user faces and this solves it, right? And obviously a good looking UI and UX is a very much needed to make it more comfortable for the user to use it. But under the hood, I think if the app is not stable, not fast enough, and it also gives a bad user experience in, in the network situation that you are, user is currently 
using right in those scenarios it becomes a kind of shitty app people won't really like to use it for a long time so so what builds a great app is we not only have to solve user life problems but in a in a manner that it works flawlessly in most of the scenarios including bad network conditions as well where we can have very intelligent very uh, sophisticated cache algorithms which brings the user experience to the top yeah and obviously the personalized experience in the app is another must thing to have so that people feel that this app is made for me not not for everyone if i want uh, if i'm just a normal person like how can i build uh, such a great app and how do i know whether the app that i built is already great enough yeah yeah that that's a very very tricky question people uh, and definitely it comes to everyone's head the minute they they think about a good app how can i build it and how can I, how can i just measure it whether it is a good, good app or not right obviously this problem is not only very unique to app i think any any kind of software solutioning uh needs a proper thought process behind behind a, a particular solution is being chosen like per particular technology and stack is being chosen right see the same thing applies to app but but app is a little different in some sense because it has to uh the the developers and the the people who are writing app has to consider uh the individual users and the capabilities of the phones that the individual user is using currently that also makes uh very important to address all the problems that a user can see so that you can build a good app right like for example you should be making a right choice of the technology what is best for us as per the current use cases being offered which your app is offering actually and uh, we should also have a performance and the stability of app up to the mark so that user is quite excited and not having any glitches during its uses uh, app, app feature uses right and obviously uh, user will be more concerned about the security and privacy uh, whether whether the app is secure to use or not and they will also be concerned if their data will be stolen or not so so you have to make make an app in a way that user gets a confidence on you that if we if they use this app it's very pretty much secure and their data is pretty much uh, private to them and is not being shared outside right if we talk about the technology perspective there are various ways that you, that, that you can build a good app is your code should be should be written in a way that it is quite testable and you should have a lot of ci cd processes around it so that performance stability and all other core metrics can be checked before it is actually being pushed to the user so these are the things that we should be taking care of while building a good app i see i see if building the app is such a complicated and hard process then why there is like such a hangama or kributan like within in this domain like is it app just another uh, web or mobile version of or, or is there any difference yeah yeah v- very uh, very different question i think uh, yeah people think this way right so uh, any software that is running on the desktop machine can also can also work like a charm on on mobile phones as well but this is not the right statement because if you look at look at the market right now so there are lots of lots of android and ios devices available in the market and every device have their own hardware and software capabilities they are coming with right there are various manufacturers being involved like huawei apple google and xiaomi there are lots of lots of various vendors are there in the market 
and there are lots of many versions of the os is also also running in the market so you are whenever you are developing an app and you are writing some code it is not only going to run on a specific device or a specific software or specific os and os version it is going to run everywhere right and and making sure your thing will work everywhere nicely it's another level of challenge and it's very hard to beat this so that's very important to consider all these factors while while writing the code because if we if we compare i'm i'm not saying so if we compare it to the backend technology for example there there i think the environment the the kind of capabilities that you are having on which your software is going to run is very well very well predefined i'm not saying backend technology is 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 simple enough it is also hard but in a different sense app is 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 running on distributed environment right every user have their own environment and we have to solve the problems in every environment like another example is like network in which the user is using your application it could be a lossy network it could be a high latency network and you have to solve the user experience in all cases showing proper errors handling latencies handling a uh, different kind of network condition and and giving a bright experience to the user is a really very hard thing to achieve and that's what the app developer should have have that in their heart how to solve all these problems to make a make a great app now lately there is a uh, some discussion that mentioning about ticket undergoes the indian invasion do you want to elaborate this one because i want to i know the netizen is craving for this uh, information yeah i think i i'll do that sure i think thanks for fun for bringing this up so i sincerely believe that every country goes through a technology transformation you know us has gone through it india has gone through it china has gone through it indonesia is currently going through this in us the in mid 90 mid 90s mid 80s actually uh, the innovation only was happening in bell labs and government sponsored uh, labs um a uh, lot of innovation died because of lack of capital right now what happened was that vc industry came about and they started investing in great ideas and that capital actually brought in a lot of over pressure and a lot of change in how the industry used to work earlier So typically, if you go to a Bell Lab, it was typically any government organization which will work very, very, you know, very, you know. So, so for example, the soft switches will have a typical five-year timeline. The new, the new switches will come, or the new R&D calendar was like for four or five years. It will be working on an idea which will be like five years on the line. Sometimes it will be too late by the time markets would have evolved. So we see industry kind of came in and they kind of transformed that and they brought the innovation cycle from five to ten years to kind of a couple of years. More in capital flowed in and now it basically is now three three months six months. People want very fast innovation, right? Now that is essentially what's happening. So every industry go so every country goes through this transformation because of venture capital brings in a lot of. Uh, focus brings in a lot of pressure and they they want capital wants to solve complex problems uh, using technology and they want to make life easy but they also have they are very impatient capital they want results quickly right now yeah. every country when it goes to that uh, you know there there is an ecosystem that exists before before 
the impatient capital kind of flows in. And typically what, what happens is that when the ecosystem, uh, you know, uh, kind of start getting transformed, you will always find a problem where the kind of technologists or engineering folks or product folks that are required to kind of bring in that level of fast-paced uh, innovation uh, may not be available in the local market. It happened in India in 2013-14, you know, several companies like Flipkart actually got people from U.S. to kind of, you know, because U.S. was the only place where people existed who could handle a product like this, who can handle that much of scale, who has handled complexity of engineering of this kind. So I believe, and then over a period of five to six years, um, a lot of local leaders got developed. And today, India is in a position that not only it can support its local innovation, but it can also give this you know, available pool to, to, to other countries to kind of leverage. Uh, I think Indonesia is going through a similar transformation five to six years on the line. There'll be enough leaders you know, who will come, come out of this process and, and it will become self-sustaining. But till that time, a company like Ticket has to ask a question. Either they bring in you know, experts from wherever they can, not necessarily from India, maybe from US, from Singapore, from any, from any country or China, from any country which has gone through this transformation, or which can bring in people of this kind, or they became one of the also rats. So I think the invasion that you call is essentially a decision that the management, ticket management has taken that we would like to be a success. We would like to kind of execute fast and we would not hesitate in bringing in people from where the, where the talent is available. Now, this is not the first time this is happening in Indonesia. Gojek, Tokopedia had followed a similar approach, a similar model two to three years back. So I think uh, it's great that Ticket has decided to kind of follow us. And I think it's a matter of, you know, people getting comfortable with this model and five to six years down the line, there is a lot of learning. When people from different cultures come in, they basically, they basically do the same thing. They basically create beautiful technology. And, and that's what we expect it to happen. Yeah, such a very thorough question. And then when you think it from that angle just totally makes sense now i'm very very excited like uh maybe like three five seven years from now like there will be like such a lot of good talent in indonesia and it will make indonesian transformation in the digital and in the technology as well wow this this totally makes sense now i'm very excited i heard from indrajit and from us as well mentioning latency here and there like because like it's just a few second delay what makes the difference i mean like i just need to book the flight i just wait and book the flight isn't it correct yeah i mean this is this is an awesome question so i'll give i'll start with a couple of examples right think about toll roads so you have a very congested road and then government comes up and builds a toll road you pay extra and then people start using the toll road Initially, when the toll road gets built, a lot of people may not kind of use it because they think, oh, this, you know, whether it's worth paying extra money to kind of use that toll road. But predominantly, you see, you will see the traffic shift. So the day the, 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 day the toll road opens up, you won't see everybody shifting. 
but in the long run everybody will shift everybody who can avoid that crowded road will shift same is true for apps now i can give you another example sometimes there is something called a spin off factor there is no alternative right uh, i i discussed this even in in the you know when i was talking about the restaurant Uh, which is serving the best nasi goreng now let's assume that restaurant is only available through a very congested uh, street in jakarta and people have no option but to go there people will go there because they have no option so as long as the tina factor is playing um, it may not impact immediately but in the long run in the long run or medium run you know competition will exploit this and eventually only the most high performing applications will survive every everybody else will die so it's you may not see a immediate shift on the new just like i talked about the toll road example but eventually everybody will shift i'll give you one more example specific to paytm in paytm me indrajit and the team really worked very hard to cut down our you know the the time it takes to go and do a money transfer from account a to account b to the extent that uh, paytm started advertising that they are the fastest app you know in india and they started winning from competition a lot of people started kind of coming to paytm app because they kind of started believing and they started experiencing that you know the transaction goes much faster now that like one and a half two years back today every payment app that exists they basically advertise and every time you do a transaction payment transaction they tell you how many seconds the transaction took you will get an sms or a notification in app notification saying that this transaction was completed in 1.3 seconds 1.4 second 1.2 you know 2 seconds and things like that now why did this happen Right? Why do you think every app needs to advertise this? Three years back, nobody was doing it. Three years back, even if it took five minutes, five seconds, or ten seconds, or twenty seconds to transfer money, it's not that in twenty seconds I'm going to be kind of bankrupt. Correct? Yes. But look at what has happened. So humans will move to the highest, most performing app because we are generally becoming impatient. and we are our as as i said human brain is getting trained by several apps and hence it is extremely important to build high performance app otherwise you will be history then can i say that we just need to be better than our uh, competitor and that is just enough no we have to keep bettering ourselves you know what the, the benchmark we set up for ourselves uh, maybe 6 months on the line we'll have to revisit the biggest competition is not with the competition the biggest competition is with the technology and what i can squeeze out from the existing technology i see i see that's such a revelation i mean like yes and i think i learned a lot from from this one i think from the previous uh, answer indrajit mentioned about the security as well inder is there any way to design an app security or is this similar with the mobile web or is there any specific differences yes security perspective we talk about okay so uh, i think it's very very tricky to handle security part in app side uh, because usually all the web technologies that that we have are treated to be more insecure as compared to the app native technologies right right why it is so because native implementation can be hacked 
in a very uh, it, it is to be a very uh, very detailed in depth knowledge is required to to hack in native solutions then web web technologies right so if you want to develop a good app then obviously security is 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 a major concern and users are pretty much uh, looking for it for a secure app because if you are you are a payment app for example and if you are not secure enough then pe- people will not like to use your app right so that's the idea and in security perspective i think there are a lot of things that that app need to do like for example there if if we talk about the technical details right so uh, we should have a rooted device check in which uh, uh, your app should not be running on rooted device phones so that user never being compromised with the security right and uh, and there should also be lot of other checks like anti instrumentation anti debugging checks in the app uh, so that nobody can actually uh, play around with your decompile your code and compile it back and and play around with your app and and your backend services right so this is very important aspect that any app developer should be aware of and uh, should be uh, taking care of while while doing any kind of uh, development work uh you already mentioned about the security which is a uh, very interesting but how about from the design point of view do we need a good design to build a good app yeah so basically uh, uh the point here is uh, whether a good ui design is a kind of must to develop a good app or not i think a good app is not only about just just a good design it actually being backed by a lot of other things uh, a good product design good ux design right and uh, as well as technology design as well and right architecture in place uh, all these factors are very important and uh, just one factor is not enough for a good app so that's that's the point i want to make uh, on this i would i would like to add a fact so ui is you know the minimum requirement if you if you have a bad looking ui people will open your app and they'll just close it right so ui is absolutely important it should be it should basically appeal to my aesthetic sense it should be in line with the culture i grew up in but but the ui the ui has to be very very kind of focused on the local market they have to understand the ethics that the people have grown up with so people will come for the ui but they will stay for the performance that is why it is exceedingly important to build a rock solid high performance app it like the core engine part under the hood that need to be sorted they will come for the ui but they will stay for the ux i see i see yeah i, I remember like there's once i heard that to the user the interface is the system but the system is more than just the interface now just now we all talking about the regular apps but i heard a lot of different uh, apps kind of apps as well there is a super apps there is a mini apps Maybe Sanjay, do you want to elaborate? What are those differences? Um, one of the things that I really got lucky is that I got exposed to the whole concept of super apps, uh, mini apps. They essentially come from China, and they kind of started building. They start like WeChat started with chat uh, and started with payments, but very quickly they started aggregating. lots of use cases so you could buy grocery you could buy you could order food you could order rides and suddenly the entire app became what we call as a super app like everything so people said okay you only have to download one app and it'll take everything 
So a lot of aggregation happened. Paytm actually, if you look at it, they, they, they have a wealth management system, they have a bank, insurance, lending, utility payment, toll, movie ticketing, you know, events, and the list goes on. So if you are building a super app, it is, building an app is hard. Building a super app is exceedingly hard, exceedingly hard, because you tend to become bloated. You tend to become a lot code heavy. You know, not every user is going to use every feature that is there on the super app. So you are going to consume a lot of, uh, you know, space on the user's device, which may not be as effective. So super app essentially as a concept is, you know, like for example, in Indonesia, you know, Grab will qualify for that. You know, uh, GoTo is kind of going in that direction. There are several companies which are trying to kind of add use cases because people say, well, you should be the only, we should, this app should be the only one-stop shop for all your needs. That essentially what every company is competing against. Now, mini apps is another interesting concept. The most famous is Pindaudau. Pindaudau is, a, you know, you know, a company uh, which is a new age uh, grocery company, which kind of went public in three years, very high valuation. It started as a mini app. It was a startup. So mini, the startups have one big problem that they don't get traffic. So I, again, it's the same problem of, you know, how do I get the distribution and the traffic, right? So I am a startup. I build an exceedingly cool product, but it's very hard to kind of get attention. And now somebody has to pay a lot of marketing dollars to get to traffic. Now, if I decide to put myself as a mini app, which is nothing but a, another version of, you know, web technology driven PWA kind of a, you know, a, you know, a placeholder on your app, then what happens is that I just present myself as a, as an icon, you know, in, on, on an app. So for a user, it's no different than another icon that is there on the app. And when you click on it, you actually are connecting to the backend services of that particular startup. And then, you know, the mini app, you know, that's become a mini app. Tencent started this and followed it. And there are now millions of uh, apps, millions of mini apps. And they are now threatening the entire app ecosystem of Android and iOS. And they are kind of figuring out because essentially people are saying that we don't need to download thousands of apps. You can just have one main app and everything else could be a mini app on that. So, so I think I can, again, this is like a long thing. We can talk a lot about it, but as an introduction, I think this should be good enough. I just want to ask you one question. It's, it's very interesting. Like, should Ticket build mini apps as well? Yeah, we should. I mean, I mean, I mean, if you ask my 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 opinion is that I think Ticket has kind of gone in the journey where it is now a respectable brand. A lot of marketing dollars have been spent. Uh, a lot of people recognize the brand. We are kind of making uh, you know Ticket the most magical app uh, you know in this part of the world. So a lot of startups which would want to kind of, uh, you know, get traffic, you know, can get, a, you know, uh, can get themselves recognized and kind of market it, market through the platform, we should do it. But I think this is something, a decision that I cannot take all alone. But, you know, if, if this comes to vote, my vote will always be, yes, we should build it. I would like to add a few points uh, about this, right? So uh, about the super apps and the mini apps, right? So, uh, as Sanjay pointed out, right? So uh, whenever you have a lot of functionalities in a single app, right? So it will blot up, right? It does app size will will increase a lot, right? And uh, then you have to find out various ways uh, how how you can solve this problem, right? Uh, 
like there are various ways you can do it uh, through through dynamic uh, downloading of the modules in a, in android for example and uh, you can also go ahead with the with the web technology in some of the cases where the traffic is going not going to be very much uh, and uh, performance is not really a big concern over there right so and we also need to consolidate a lot of uh, lot of features into uh, and and their backing uh, backing tech stack as well right for example somebody wants to use uh, google map and somebody wants to use uh, map my india right and if you just enforce these small things in a way that you can use only google maps everywhere in throughout the app and throughout various mini apps then i think you can actually solve various many problems which actually impacts overall core metric of an app whenever it becomes a super app okay in the because there's no no you are the master of application like i heard a lot of different term of native app pwa like uh, progressive web apps hybrid apps and what are those Yeah, so uh, native app is uh, nothing but Android and iOS, whatever natively they support the way they, uh, you need to download the app are usually called the native apps, right? For example, for iOS you have to do a programming in Swift, and for Android you have to do the programming in Java and Kotlin, and these are the native languages in which you have to just code and push the code to the users, right? And uh, I think everybody knows web apps, right? So the apps which can be uh, web technology, the front-end solutions which can actually run inside the web view of the app can can be termed as a web technology. And PWA is a little different from the web technology in a way that it is being introduced to enhance the user experience uh, of the web technology itself. Like for example, running some service background threads. Uh, and uh, they are doing pre-caching kind of stuff so that so that the whenever user launches the app and if something is being developed on PWA then it actually reflects immediately like like in case of native apps but they have their own pros and cons definitely native apps are more secure because like cracking and and tempering the native code is a little harder than than web web codes right and there are a lot of uh, native functionalities provided by iOS framework and android framework which is no which cannot be directly accessed and used from the web technology and the pwa apps yep that makes sense yeah just now uh, my my question is like uh, regarding the the stock structure so hopefully if you are the head of engineering or the vp avp then you could learn something from this one as well if i want to build a super app it's a big app what is the best organizational structure it is distributed it is centralized or not distributed or not centralized what do you think uh, tanja and indra this is very 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 important question i mean um when you are talking about super you're talking about large teams right typically the teams could basically be several hundred people you know if you include android ios app you know web mobile web and 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 qa now the challenge is what kind of structure you would like to put right one typically it starts with a centralized structure that oh app team is a separate team they work separately uh, one of the problem that happens is that app becomes kind of orphan Uh, the backend teams work separately, and though they kind of collaborate to a certain level, but you know the sprints are being run separately, the releases are being planned separately. Most of the native apps have their own release cycle, so they kind of get out of tune, right? In an in an environment like this, so in when I kind of inherited the app ecosystem in my previous company, this is you know in Patreon, this is how the structure was. The problem was that most 
product managers uh, of a vertical will say, oh, we don't have enough engineers because the engineers are kind of allocated, you know, in a single entity and, 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 and they are kind of, you know, allocated based on, you know, certain guidelines which may or may not be in line with what a vertical owner and each vertical is competing with the same resources, right? Then what you do is you, you kind of get frustrated and you kind of say, okay, let's kind of do the distribution. Let's distribute and you basically build a distributed team. So each vertical have their own backend, they have their own app, and that's the second, the, the, the other, the other uh, you know, what do you say, end of the spectrum. Now what happens is, okay, things, some things improve, like delivery improves because the product managers are kind of very focused and they can get a lot of work. Uh, if they are influential, they can, they can get, you know, um, you know, additional headcount sanction. And in the short term, you, it looks like things are working good. The problem that happens is that most backend uh, engineers uh, or, or leaders are not really adept at uh, at the you know app technology. App technology is, is extremely complex. It's like so it cannot be underestimated in terms of its complexity. You are actually working with the entire OS. In my mind, you know the the kind of things that you have to deal with sensors and the low level OS details is much harder as compared to a backend technology where you live with Java and a bunch of data stores, et cetera. It's a lot more harder because you're completely working on a device where you, the entire OS is actually open to you and you have to use it, right? So essentially what starts happening is that you will start seeing the core performance of the app go down. Nobody will bother about uh, what happens to the battery. Nobody will bother about what happens to the network. Uh, nobody will bother about that, you know, uh, if I'm pushing a lot of code, well, am I making it bulky? So eventually what we kind of derived and kind of organized ourselves was a core team, which will be very central uh, and they will basically decide the do's and don'ts of what can and cannot be done. They will own up the network part, how do you manage images, how do you manage sensors, take a control, look at the size, uh, look at what can come in and they will be responsible for basically um, launching the rocket, which is like releasing an app. And they will have very strict guidelines uh, in terms of, and a lot of automation to kind of find out if there's any uh, wrong stuff going in, right? Similar, a lot of people, we kind of use a, a similar library because there are a lot of alternates. Somebody decides to use another picture library, um, picture management library, or another network library, and suddenly you have unnecessary code. So a lot of these things eventually will go to the core. The core will also be kind of a very sorted team. They will also guide help uh, and provide technology help to the vertical teams. And then you have vertical. So this model of, you know, part decentralized, part centralized, but the, essentially the quality control and having the app as a sorted app kind of resting in, um, you know, in a, in a core team led by a, you know, supreme leader like, like we have luckily Indrajit who knows his stuff well and can influence and he's senior enough to influence other verticals that what is right and what is wrong and people will listen to him. So I think this is what I believe uh, works the best. If you are a small app, you can live with, you know, a, a central central app. But eventually, the moment, you know, like, like, like if I look at Ticket, the teams have become grow, grown bigger. There are several verticals coming in. And hence, you know, the model that we follow is also very similar. Uh, maybe Inderjit, do you want to give any comment regarding the 
from your opinion the best structure of the super app so uh, instead of like suggesting something i i would like to share my experience with paytm right uh, kind of day to day experience with paytm so there i think the things were quite distributed and uh, any kind of uh, core improvements that we need to do we we need to do an aggressive follow up with all the verticals and it's very very hard to get it done from all the vertical teams because they have their own on priorities their own business requirements that they are working on and it's very pretty much become very very hard to achieve uh, the co- improvements in the cortex side uh, so easily so uh, so these are the the like day to day problem like every day every release we had some increase in the size every release we have the performance deterioration that we are measuring all the time from production as well as our our uh, development time scripts as well but but this ends up like like putting a lot of burden on the on the central team or the core team uh, to identify all these issues and follow up with the various vertical teams to fix them yeah it be- it becomes really very tedious so the advantage of central centralized team is that uh, i think everything can be managed by one person and uh, i think we can drive certain agenda for some time in the business perspective and sometimes from the tech perspective that will be a good trade off and right balance between the two uh, to improve and keep our uh, uh, app uh, excellent in all sense okay now is here come my final questions for indrajit and also sanjay Can you answer within just one sentence? What do you plan for Ticket Tech 2022? Okay, we are in the process of transformation, and not only uh, the app tech app, but also several backend how we engineer. Uh, one of the reason Ticket hired us uh, is to basically we have been there, we have made our own mistakes. Uh, we can help the team. to kind of you know make sure that we don't make the same mistakes and we kind of learn from our past mistakes and kind of bring in the best practices what i'm extremely clear is that what we are trying to build in ticket is is something that that not many companies have done i can say that even in paytm the the kind of work we did was pioneering um you know doing things uh, which is you know kind of the kind of performance we got out of the system focusing on a lot of small detail engineering is all about you know making those thousand improvements and millions of small improvements that basically bring and bring big big changes all the guys who want to build awesome apps want to learn from the best craftsmen out there you will not get an opportunity better than this so guys join in while there are seats on the spaceship thank you Wow, that's very exciting, and and like even even I'm touched by this one. Indrajit, what is your thought? Yeah, so I will keep it uh, very specific to uh, app and app team. So I think uh, over here, uh, what I realized is things are pretty much sorted in technical aspect. I think if anybody is in, like wanted to join Ticket, already up to the mark that it's it's using the great technology right now. The only problem I see is to resolve. all our processes so that the things which is currently falling apart can be avoided okay so really really thank you so much uh, sanjay singh and indrajit sharma for all your precious time i know that all of you are very busy and you still put uh, a tiny bit of your time to join this ticket tech talk to share your knowledge to everybody and hopefully every one of you that listening to our podcast can learn something and yes you can spread the word to everybody that We will have like 
more and more episode like maybe we plan 25 episode a year or even more to make sure that we deep dive a lot of thing we do experimentation sharing learning sharing and building uh, like today the science of the magical app building behind the scene yep Boris Sanjay thank you your time and energy so for everybody else stay tuned for all the action happening within ticket and yes see you thank you thank you everyone i love talking to you a lot thank you very much thank you thank you indrajit and right. sanjay